Hello and welcome to Eve Dropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Ozzy. And today we've seen Ma, which is a Blumhouse film, horror, which uh, I was really looking forward to from the trailer. What about you? Um, not really. I mean, I love Octavia Spencer, so I thought I should see it. Um, and, you know, horror is probably um, the genre that my students like best, so I always feel I need to be informed about it. Okay. Um, but, you know, I don't particularly like horror. Well, so um, you're an and interesting this one, sort of attitude to horror because you constantly say, I don't like, I don't like being scared, but they are the films that recently I think you've been very interested in. Yes, I mean, I think it's the genre that has the most interesting things to say about the culture that they're made in. They're, you know, they're, they're often very critical and they often deal with very serious issues and so on. Um, so, and they're very good, right? Like, I, I think it's one of the genre, it's one of the most interesting genres at the moment. I just don't like... You know, the gory... I don't like being scared, yeah. Uh, And and I'm very, as you know, very easily scared. (laughs) I jump all the time. (laughs) There's one particular jump in this, which really got you. Uh, Um, So Ma is... From the trailer, I really like the look of it. So it was Octavia Spencer as this uh, kind of lonely, seemingly woman. It's a little bit like um, something like Cyrus, which I don't know if you've seen. No. It's a kind of... um, Sort of, sort of friendly loner, or like the cable guy kind of thing, like someone who wants to be your friend, but it's but actually deeply, deeply, deeply creepy, you know. Yeah. And that's what she is. She, uh, she befriends this group of teenagers um, in this small town in America. Uh, gives them somewhere to drink. She lets them use her basement, things like that. But she's, you know, a bit too friendly, and and you're not quite sure what's going on. And that's the kind of spoiler-free premise. Yes. Um, to go into the actual details of, of what happens. It, it transpires that there's a kind of there's a kind of a generational story that all these kids are the children of people that she went to school with and there is something that happened to her in her past which all these all the parents did when yes. when they were at school that she now she, she she's held onto a grudge band for a very long time and she starts to see a way of getting revenge something you know something like it's not it's not she doesn't seem to have a plan really yeah well I mean let's <laughs> Let's backtrack, because in a way, I think the plot is the least interesting thing about this film. And in fact, I think it's its greatest weakness, because, you know, I think it's kind of dumb, basically, (laughs) right? Um, So, you know, it's kind of an excuse, a poor one, around which to hang certain really interesting things, I think. Um, So, for me, the film stands out for two reasons, really. Um, It's... It inverts, I think it, it inverts the genre, right? You know, so it's not Freddy Krueger, it's Ma, right? Uh, it's a film that really focuses on women. I think almost all the most prominent characters in the film are women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the Juliet uh, Lewis character, uh, Ma herself, uh, the girls, the daughters. Uh, um, it's, yeah. it's very the boys, interesting. The boys are more peripheral. The boys are more peripheral. And actually, I think very interestingly, the boys are also the object of desire. I mean, you know, kind of the boys in this film are sexualized in a way that the women aren't. That's very true. You know, which is very interesting. Um, so, and, you know, there is almost like a, 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 I wouldn't say a final boy. Yeah, but, you know, the young girl is the heroine and she, the, you know, it's the young women who rescue everybody at the end, uh, you know, and kind of Ma ends up with 
you know, her object of desire now dead and completely victimized by her, which is Luke Evans. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a really interest. It's a weirdly interesting film. It is interesting. I wasn't crazy though about how it was kind of visualized and, and shot and edged and things like that. I think there's the occasional shot which is quite interesting to look at, but for the most part, it really looks like a film that is shot cheaply and quickly. It's very interesting. I, 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 I do know what you mean, but there were moments, you know, where you think, oh wow, that's amazing. So you know, there was the split diopter shot with Mar uh, in the foreground yeah behind a wall and listening to the characters in the background that's right and everything in focus and I thought oh wow that's wonderful yeah but it's true there wasn't very much of that it, yeah, <laughs> um, but, but maybe that's kind of a nitpick because I, I do feel like it's a film that through through the way it's made and actually through some of the writing things as well doesn't make enough of its premise I think I think the idea behind it, the idea behind, and the idea behind the story as well, though you kind of decry the plot for not being very interesting. I think there is something interesting in it that is not quite made enough of this kind of generational sort of thing of 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 the the children, in a sense, being made to pay for the sins of their parents, kind of thing. Could be much more interesting than it is made of. I think it's a stupid premise. I mean, you know, I think you know the idea that uh, somebody humiliated in high school. Uh, ends up kind of uh, becoming completely demented as a result of it uh, and, you know, commits all of these crimes is, is, is to me banal. I mean, you know, everybody's traumatised by high school. It's quite a severe humiliation, though, and kind of and a sexual abuse as well, you know. She is lured into a closet, the janitor's closet at school, with this note from, this, from Ben, who is the Luke Evans character. I know, I know. Saying, um, well, yeah... Meet me in the closet. I know, but you know, and then, I mean, and then everyone's there to watch her as she is revealed that she was not with the guy she thought she was. That's severe, uh, but it's severe. But it's also if you're going to do it, you have to do something more interesting than this. I mean, the film that most closely comes to mind in relation to this is Carrie, mm. right? You know, which is about high school and it's about outsiders. It's about humiliation. But my God, you know, that film is like kind of truly terrifying and, you know, it does so much else in terms of mother-daughter relationships and, you know, and the high school. I mean, this is just, I think it's just banal. Really. I agree that it's not uh, good enough, but no. I think that but there is something in, and that's kind of what I'm saying, like the, there is something in the, in the premise that is not made enough of, but I do still think it's an interesting idea. And, um, and, and it comes through kind of in part, like for instance, the characterization of Ma is, you know, you describe her as demented and it's not entirely true because she is someone who is in control of her actions and, and understands her own trauma. Do you know what I mean? It's not like she's just been turned mental by what happened. She is kind of in control of herself and has a purpose to what she's doing. Well, and understands how she's taking it out on people. But she's also nuts. I mean, you know, so when you say she's in control of herself, actually the most interesting films, the most interesting moments in the film is when she's not, you know, when she slaps them, right? She loses control in the, at the party in the house. Mm. Or when all of a sudden, kind of in the supermarket, she goes nuts. Or when she runs the women over in her car. I mean, come on, she's, you know, she's out of control. That's the whole point. What she's doing to her daughter, you know, so is wanting to have control, but really not having it. And I think, you know, that her situation at work is exactly that. You know, it's kind of, mm. I mean, you know, she's she's never in control of her own destiny. There's always a boss, you know, kind of bringing her out of her reverie, which she's very resentful of. So I think she would like to have control, but I don't think she has it, you know. Mm. And, and, she, and, and really, I think the most interesting moments are when she loses it. 
the bit with the gun, right? Yeah, which is kind of, you know, when she makes the boy undressed, yeah, right? Like, well, there's always this recovery. Ha ha, just kidding. I'm not really this crazy. But the way that the film shows it to you is, you know, she does cross a line. Anyway, for me, the highlight, the, she is fantastic, Octavia Spencer. Mm. Um, you know, the film is built around her. It's a vehicle for her. Uh, looking at the director's biography, you can see, you know, that, I mean, you know, he, he was kind of responsible for, you know, her career in a way, right? Like with the help, yeah? Yeah. So uh, it's interesting to see that, um, you know, that she's got a vehicle built around her and she earns it. She's fantastic. You know, she gets laughs, right? Like kind of, you know, almost every gesture or look. Like, it's just terrific, really, mm. you know. But the film is kind of unworthy of her. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. And, I wish, and in a sense, I wish she had more to do, yeah. which which sounds like, you know, it sounds like I'm saying she has nothing to do, but she doesn't. But I kind of feel like I, I wanted even more, you know. I think it's a, it's a really interesting film because, you know, I wasn't aware. So the whole publicity has been, been around Octavia Spencer. But it really has an incredibly starry cast. Or, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe stars from yesterday. But for, for example, as soon as Juliette Lewis appeared on screen, it just made me so happy. I know, you know? I could hear. Like, yes, Ooh, I know. <laughs> I know, and actually the thing is, when she was at the height of her career, I didn't particularly like her that much. I mean, you know, she, I, I found her two-mannered. But actually there's something about the way that she looks now. She looks her age and she looks lived in, you know, and also she was also able to kind of, you know, get effects with almost every gesture, right? And kind of, she's really, really good. She's terrific. I mean, just the way that she looks at her daughter, often the way after she's turned away, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, kind of, you know, she's an actress who knows how to make the most of her moments. And it was a joy watching her, actually. Um, I also was surprised to see Alison Janney as the vet, right? Mm. Um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, she's very mean and very sharp. I think they could have done more with the image of her, you know, where she's jailed in the kennel. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think that was worthy of a more symbolic and significant image than the film gives her. Uh, it's a tiny part. Uh, again, I think she's very good, if less starry in it. And again, I was completely surprised to see Luke Evans in it, really. Another one of your little explosions. Ooh, Luke Evans! I know, well, they're, <laughs> they're not in the poster, so it was like literally a surprise, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that was all kind of... Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a joy to watch them. The kids were all incredibly good as well, yeah, I must I, say. Like, this is a director who's very, very good with actors. Uh, I really couldn't fault anyone. Um, but I was a bit bored halfway through the film, yeah? Okay. Yes. I, I never got bored. I must say, I was engaged all the way through, although I was kind of thinking this is a very middle-level sort of... It's the whole way through I'm going, I'm enjoying this right now, and I will forget it straight away once it's done. Well, actually, it's interesting because I was quite bored throughout. And then when I began kind of thinking a little bit, a little bit about it, it kind of, in a way, became more interesting. But I suppose that's the difference between intentions, mm. you know, and results. Because I do think that, like, you know, centering it all on women is really interesting. Making the men the, the cause of the humiliation which often in, in horror films, it's the women who causes the male humiliation and therefore it becomes Freddy Krueger or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I thought that was interesting. Making the men the objects of desire. I mean, 
you know, they are actually spe spectacularized, right? So, you know, that thing of where, where Ma, uh, you know, points the gun and asks the guy to take his clothes off. And you go, oh, hello, what a body, right? Like the camera is making you look at that body in a particular way. And then with Luke Evans kind of tied to the bed, right? And completely at Ma's mercy. It's kind of... And it doesn't quite... I mean, it doesn't show you a kind of full-on nudity. But there's a point where she... She grabs his she cock grabs and you his, see it. Yeah, she grabs his cock and you do see it and she's kind of debating whether, oh, should I cut it off or should I not? <laughs> I know. And um, I, I knew that a moment was coming when, when the scene started, really. Yes. But I didn't expect it to be quite so graphic. And yeah. it's not like graphic. It's not like full frontal straight on. But it's a moment and you see some flesh. Yeah, well, you, know? you see a penis. Yeah, exactly. So, Which then I thought... And this is maybe part of the problem with the film... Right, because it's not brave enough, and then it somehow exceeds the norms as well. So it's, it's a combination of, you know, mm. two extremes. Because why have that towel around Luke Evans's crotch? I mean, he's supposed to be a prisoner, right? And I'm not saying show him full frontal, but actually, you know, there are more striking, Im imaginative, symbolic, sexy ways mm -hmm. of showing him tied to the bed than just to, like, drape a towel over his riff, like, you know, the serial killer mom, you know, is going to well, care there, to put a towel. There were, things that, <laughs> there were things that struck me as uh, as artificial for the sake of getting a, diff uh, getting a different certificate, because it's not an 18, it's a 15. Right. You know, and were the film more explicit? In it would have, yeah. Because yeah. actually, later on in that scene where she slits his wrist, yes. um, it cuts very quickly, and I really noticed it cuts from kind of her face to his face, and you don't see very much of, of you don't see very much blood, basically. Yeah. Um, it cuts away from it quite quickly, and I thought, you know, that strikes me as editing around something. Yeah, that around the make, rating that will make it a yeah. high, exactly make it a high rating. Yeah. And uh, but Blumhouse is not a not a, a a company that strikes me as it's not a company that strikes me as one that would do that. Like they tend to be. I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Like you know, you get these smaller sort of production companies these days, like Annapurna mm. um, or A24, that kind of. They're making these slightly lower budget movies that seem to give the people behind them a lot more freedom yeah. creatively. Like this is a film that costs five million dollars. Horror is as cheap as it gets. Really, this costs five with this cast. It costs five million dollars. Yeah, that's, that's oh my the God, so They must all have a, a back end deal for sure. Then. Well, I don't know, but that's the figure that I read, and um, so you just kind of you feel like there should be there should have been the, the freedom to make those decisions. I don't know why they would have. Restricted certain things. Yes, for the right. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was a mistake, and maybe the budget came into it as well. I thought the scenes where she has all the teenagers captured and chained into dog collars. I mean, again, you know, uh, it's just so visually uninteresting. Like, you know, when you think of what could have been done with that, both in in, in terms of creating tension, you know, in terms of making it creepy. But also, you know, kind of doing something kind of visually dazzling with that, right? Yeah. It's like all the elements are there. And, you know, the film is like as if I would have shot it in my living room with a wide-angle lens and, you know, no point of view on it. It's just, it's banal looking, actually, all those things. Yeah. All those scenes in the basement. That's what I mean when I say it looks like it was shot quickly. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see now, I get it. So, so, and I did find it boring, you know, in the sense that I thought, well... You know, it's a horror film. 
like, when's the killing going to begin? <laughs> and, you know, kind of, I think the film is almost over before something really happens. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on what your expectations are, because I suppose when you see a film with a load of teenagers drinking, you're like, well, all these guys are going to die. That's yes. how these films go. And I was I was pleasantly surprised as the film developed that it was actually a little more, it was more psychological. And it was more, um, it was, you know, it was about Ma and, and, and her past and the idea of, as I say, that, that the, the pay for the sins or whatever. The thing. So um, the idea that it wouldn't actually necessarily be about picking off these kids like a Freddy Krueger or like a Jason Voorhees, I didn't mind. But on the other hand, it wasn't psychologically creepy enough. Like there wasn't, there wasn't enough tension. No, and actually the thing is that it's all about Ma, but it's all about Ma as a series of effects. Because actually you really find out very little about her. You know, you don't know anything about her childhood. You know, you don't know how she, how she got pregnant and had a child. You don't know what happened to the husband. Yeah. You know, you have a vague sense that she's poisoning her child to keep her at home and keep her safe from the bullying she endured. But actually, there also seems to be more than that that's not explained. Yeah, this is, they put this Munchausen's by proxy yeah. going on with her daughter, where her daughter can clearly walk and you see her doing so. and But she keeps her drugged and keeps her away from school and... But they get yeah, as you're right. It's like, is she protecting her? What does she fear? Is she, is she getting something out of it? Yes. It's it's leaves you with loads of questions that yeah uh, that are unresolved. So so it's not a very good film. Um, Would it surprise you to learn that the director's gay? No, not at all. In <laughs> fact, I I deduced that. You know, I think um, the look on the men is and the look on the women you know, to me, suggests a kind of a queer perspective, you know. Um, and actually, I think the film does all kinds of interesting things. I mean, you know, this is kind of a vehicle for a middle-aged, you know, black actress, mm. right? You know, so that's already interesting, um, you know, and then kind of making all of the women significant, you know, and having the men as the objects of desire and trauma, you know, and then also kind of, you never see a woman undressed throughout, and you see, you know, kind of... A cock. You see, yes, and two <laughs> men kind of, like, you know, splayed out for you to look at. Yeah. So to me, it was very clearly, you know... I, I mean, I could imagine, I suppose, as well... I wouldn't have been surprised had a woman directed it, because I actually went in knowing nothing about this. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't surprise me that it's a gay director, no. And I think it's a gay director who's doing kind of... who's trying to do interesting exactly, things yeah, exactly. that it's don't work like, out. Yeah, he's he's there is there is. I think you're right. I mean, I haven't really picked up on that, but you're absolutely right. And it's I think it's it is the most interesting thing about the film that it switch basically switches the perspective. Yes, um, from what you would kind of expect, you know. So I remember was it was it the cabin in the woods where, um, it was it was obviously all the kids go to the woods and they stay in that cabin and 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 they're getting drunk and stuff. But as I recall it, they kind of don't really behave irresponsibly, like they kind of. Um, like rather than going off and having sex, like the one boy's like, no, no, I, you're too drunk or something like that. Like there, there was a there was a kind of twist I think going on in there about sort of these kids actually being nice people. Yeah. The idea that like in horror you're supposed to be assholes and that's why you all die. You get punished for you know for for drinking. I don't too remember much. it too well. I remember liking it very much actually. Yeah, it was a um, fun movie, and actually I'd like to to revisit that. Um, and actually one of the things that this film makes me want to do is to revisit. The girl on the train, because I remember really hating the help, 
Right, and I thought the help was so super schmaltzy. These are all films directed by the same guy, the Tate, same guy Tate, yeah. Tate Taylor is his name. The, the help was a big hit, but I thought it was schlocky and emotionally manipulative and so on. Um, the Girl on the Train, I thought was really good. I like that film a lot, yeah. Um, so, you know, so he's an interesting director, actually. And seeing this film, even though it's not very well realized, really makes me want to revisit The Girl on the Train again. Mm. Um, because, you know, and, and really, like, he is terrific with actors because the actors were, were the best thing about The Help, you know, and Emily Blunt was fantastic in The Girl on the Train. And now, you know, I mean, because this is a really great performance, I think, uh, from uh, not only uh, uh, Octavia, but also Juliette Lewis, and the young girl, whose name is... Uh, Diana Silvers. The, she's oh. wonderful. Yes, Diana Silvers. Um, who was in... She, she was in... Uh, and and, Mac- and Miller was also very good. Both of them were really, really good. Oh, the friend, yeah. Yeah. Diana Silvers was uh, the girl in Booksmart. Oh, the, right. The other girl oh, fantastic. Get, gets together with. Yes, of course. Yeah. Right. She's um, very good. She's very she, striking as well. You recognise her. She's very beautiful. Uh... Though she's beautiful in a way that can pass for ordinary, which is very interesting. She's, she's got, um, yeah, she's got a little bit of an Audrey Hepburn thing. Um, and also, an Anne Hath- her eyes are big like Anne Hathaway's, you know, except she's like really tall and slim and, and kind of... Um, like a newborn baby deer that's just learning how to walk. Yes, there's something, there's something about that, isn't there? But it's funny because Ma at one point says in the film, when she's waking up, I can feel those doe eyes staring at me. And you're like, fucking right, they are doe eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Hang they> are. <laughs> anyway, so do you recommend it? I kind of recommend it. I think, for, I mean, you picked up on a very good reason, which I hadn't at all really, until you, know, you articulated it really well, about the film's inversion of of certain tropes and the, the privileging of women and the, the kind of um, uh, the look, the, the way men's bodies are shown, that sort of thing. I think that, that is really interesting. And I and I suppose I took that for granted. Mm. You know, I didn't notice it until you pointed it out, which is great. It's not well dramatised enough, though, overall, despite some really good performances. And I think I think an interesting premise, despite how banal it may yeah. come across to you. Um, yes. I, liked, I liked that sort of, you know... I like the idea of these of this kind of this generation like with these kids these kids have done nothing wrong you know yes. but they're going to be punished because of what their parents did yes. for, for this age, this age old grudge I kind of like that um although it is ultimately not realized well enough um, yes um and I don't think I'll watch it again I don't think I'll remember it that that well <laughs> no it's not very well written you know I think the structure of the film is off I think it is a problem in a horror film and in a film that's advertised and billed as a horror film, to have nothing scary until mm. pretty much the last 20 minutes. Yeah, like it's that. just not scary. You know, so, so that's a problem, just structurally. And I think some of the reversals that it does, it just doesn't do them well enough. So the scene where Luke Evans, you know, goes to meet Ma for a beer, right? And then there's a twist on your expectations. It's just not strong enough. You yeah. Know? Yeah, there are moments in scenes where you kind of you can you can imagine how they would they could have been made more tense, more meaningful, m- bit of music coming in, something like that, or, or or a moment being held, something like that, that are actually just quite blank in their execution. Yes, which is a problem, which is a and it's a shame. Yes, it's, yes. so it's a film that doesn't. It has 
there's potential here which is unrealized. Yes. I think. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but it's still I would fun still... And I had a good time throughout. Yeah, yeah, well, almost. Um, <laughs> I, w- I would still recommend it, uh, you know, just because, it, you know, it's so wonderful to see Juliette Lewis be wonderful in a film. You know, aside from everything else, I, I suppose kind of people of my generation carry these expectations. You know, she was like a young hot star, I suppose, you know, of the early 90s. I think she first came to attention in um, the uh, Martin Scorsese film with De Niro and Nick Nolte. Jessica Lange played the mother. Fear something. Something fear. Cape Fear. Cape Fear, yeah. She was the young girl in Cape Fear. Uh, and then, obviously, she's very, very memorable in Catherine Bigelow's Strange Days. Uh, and, of course... Natural she, Bone Killers. Natural Bone Killers, mm-hmm. right? So she's kind of iconic, really, of a period. But she was also somebody that seemed to go off the rails. And, you know, you would have expected, like, I don't know, kind of punk and drugs to have, like, killed <laughs> her by now, right? So so it it really is, like, a pleasure to see her. Uh, and to see her be so good, you know, to see her kind of look her age and be so good. Um, so th- to me, that's a reason to to see it. That was a, just a pleasure to see it. And then actually, I think Octavia Spencer is truly great. And I'm really glad that someone like her is is getting roles like this. Yeah, I mean, that was the central draw for me right from the start, right from the trailer. Just Octavia Spencer yeah. as a horror villain. Yes. Fantastic! Like, yes. what, what could possibly go wrong here? You know? Yes, yes. And, and, and she was, and she was, and wonderful. she makes the film. I mean, it's hard to imagine the film without her. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so she is that important. So you know, kind of uh, people who admire her. I mean, this is a must-see film, really. Um, so that's all. Yeah. Good news for um, Octavia Spencer and Juliet Lewis fans. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's quite good. Hmm. Righto. Well, um, Go on. Uh, we are eavesdropping at the movies. Yes, and we are on <laughs> uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter at eavesdrop movies, and uh, the website is eavesdroppingatthemovies.com. Full list of all the podcasts. Yes, I think we are going to uh, see Maradona next. Uh, yeah, uh, seen that on Thursday. You know, so kind of. Tune in for that because kind of Mike is an expert. So am I? Well, I, I think so. I think <laughs> you know your football. Well, yes, I suppose I know. I know more football. Well, I, I know more football than I do F one. I wasn't a huge fan of Senna, which is about the same director. I've director. seen that. I've seen that, and I've seen Amy. I've so seen you that. can be informed in one way. Oh, see Amy. It's a wonderful documentary, and okay. you'd like it. Uh, What's about Amy Winehouse? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well, really, I don't know, I don't know much real... about her either. Oh well, you know then. She's absolutely fa- fantastic. And it's a great documentary as well. Okay. Well, so. yeah. Okay, so I'll watch that in the next couple of days. Right on. Do my research. Okay. Because yeah, there's nothing we like more than planning ahead and doing homework. Yeah. <laughs> you will love Amy. Uh, well, let's hope so. I hope I like it more than Senna. You know, yes. Which I wasn't well, you will. That. Anyway, right. that's for Thursday. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>